host Delaney. And it's Katie. And this is Classically Black Podcast. Where we talk about things classical music and being black in the profession. With our friendship hanging on by a thread. If y'all know how Delaney spoke to me, if y'all just you are so, knew. No, she's so ridiculous. Nah, that was wild. How, how I speak to you, Katie? Yeah. How I speak to you? Yes. I don't speak to you in no disrespectful way. Like, you. It, it, it might as well be. You make me think like I'm back here bullying you or. It's bullying. I think, you know what? It it could be classified. Yeah, by somebody who don't know what the word bullying means. I'm sure they would classify. Like, <laughs> here go to here go to gaslighting. Okay, not too much because you you was gaslighting me about that whole situation. So what situation? That one where you was denying. Girl, everything. because no, and you see, and you see, in a moment of transparency, that's what I freaking get. Because it was you I was talking to. I was talking to somebody reasonable. In a moment of transparency, not too much, Katie. Not too much because, <laughs> like, let's be let's be serious. And the crazy thing is, the only reason why we're talking around this issue is for her own good. I could clear my name right now, but I'm choosing not to, for the sake of our friendship, for the sake of the show, because it has nothing to do with classical music. No, let's because keep we, it on. we we talk about a whole bunch of stuff that got nothing to do with classical music. So, for the sake of our friendship. I, I can't wait to clear my name. All I'm saying is the whatever we got going on between us, because it's hang whatever it is, it's hanging on by a thread. And I can't wait for my name to be clear because I will stand on the mountaintops. You gonna see, y'all gonna see. And Aurora, if you listening to this, you know exactly what we talking about. Y'all both finna see. Everybody gonna see. It's so everybody funny that see. everybody got to see because everybody agrees with us. So. Let's move on. You got news because exactly. you got somewhere to be, and I don't. Exactly, because so, you got the same energy you, for Gloria. Oh, okay. You got somewhere to be, and I don't. <laughs> so I would like to go back to watching Netflix and not talking to you. All right. So, well, good for you. This episode is going to be a quick one because we're chilling. Um, I forgot about this, but. I didn't today. Our alma mater, Eastman School of Music, is hosting uh, something called the Context Conference this fall. It's November 3rd and 4th. Um, And the purpose of the conference is to contextualize equity and inclusion in music. Um, The conference is hosted by Dr. Crystal Sellers Battle, who... um, is the Associate Dean of Equity and Inclusion and the Director of the George Walker Center for Equity and Inclusion in Music at Eastman. Um, and the a keynote speaker is Dr. Lisa Beckley Roberts, who um, is the Chair and Associate Professor of Ethnomusicology at Jackson State University. Okay. I don't know. I was like, hey, I remember. <laughs> <laughs> um... So there's going to be presenters from K through 12 education, higher education, professional music and arts organizations, um, community organizations, um, and private studios that are going to be um, facilitating conversations on a number of topics, including classroom innovation, uh, curricular shift, performance practice, recruitment and retention, and community engagement. Um, so. A, de- a more detailed uh, version of the schedule is 
imminent but there is sort of like an overview um of a few different sessions that are going on um over the course of those a few days so um they have early bird registration which is taking place through july 31st so if you're trying to go then be an early bird um and yeah that's going on and there, I would link the descri- the the page that has like important information about travel, the hotels that they recommend, COVID guidelines, all that type of stuff. And then um, we have a bit of an update on the situation with the Kansas City Symphony, um, in which if you haven't been following, um, Josh Jones, who had won their principal percussion audition um was denied tenure and um he recently did a um an interview with the pitch um which is a publication um in Kansas City that detailed some of the issues that he faced in his time there um since arriving there in 2020 um one of which was being invited to a party at a donor's house which was then revealed to have been at a former plantation um, God, yeah, and and when he brought that up to the administration, was like people should maybe I should like I don't know make the history of this this building uh known. They were like, well, I mean, you could tell them, and like of course he's he's at this point early on in his tenure process and kind of doesn't want to shake the table in that way. So, um, felt not supported by that. Um, he also details some more um, instances of issues that he's had with security um, at concerts and things like that, which we went over the first time that we talked about. But there's some uh, more uh, more specific and additional um, accounts of things that have happened. Um, and he also talks about um, some issues that he had with his tenure committee chair, um, including just some words that. I just don't understand why y'all feel like y'all can talk to people like that. Um, because I literally gas is the thing that I sent you. Mm-hmm. Like, who are you talking That's why I was like, I, I mean, I was multitasking, but I was, when, when you said to me, I was like, wait, who said this? Because I'm like, sure, because my brain didn't even, it didn't even, yeah, it didn't even compute. I was like, wait, hold on, who said this? Yeah. Um... Yeah, so if you would like to um, read some of, you know, some more of his story, I'll link that in the description. He also goes into some of um, what's next for him and his career. Um, he's from Chicago, and he also um, spent some summers there um, as principal percussionist of the Grant Park Music Festival. Um, and he's currently going through the tenure process there um, for Grant Park. Um, and he's also continuing to teach and he is finishing his sixth percussion method book, um, which we've had, we've kept his website in the description if you want to, you know, see the sort of things that he offers on his website. Um, but he's also, you know, dealing with his health complications. Um, uh, he's in the middle of, uh, cancer treatment. He has less than a year left. Um, but he they recently found an enlarged lobe in his lung. So without health insurance, that um, is obviously, you know, something that 
that he's having trouble dealing with but um a friend just recently um started a GoFundMe so I'll put that in the description um to help him obtain medical insurance and um it also just helped for the cost of his cancer treatment and yeah that's pretty much I have one other thing but I think I'm gonna push it to next week Oh shoot! Okay, yeah. we're breezing. I told you we f- we flying until we get hooked on something else. So right, freaking underwater penguins or something. Nah. <laughs> um, okay. So for the intermission, as a person who's chronically online, I'll be seeing what the girls be talking about, and there has been a lot of Paris slander going around because there's this creator. I I will link his thing, but like I just don't know how to find it because he's on TikTok, and if you know TikTok, it's hard to find creators' names if you don't. Whatever. Anyway, so he has been very popular um to much of much the disdain of londoners because all he does he moved to london something happened to him traumatically in the united states so he moved to london and all he does is walk around london dragging it i think it's hilarious the londoners don't but this stuff is basic it's dirty here it's like he does stuff like that the content is freaking hilarious and so he went to paris and he was like y'all it's stink here this is y'all city the eiffel tower looks basic i don't get it like a whole bunch of stuff right and obviously it started a a larger conversation about like there's two sides there's like a there's a word for let me find the definition there's like a there's a term for people who like go to paris and are underwhelmed by it um let me see if i let the the page open um i did not okay well i can just google it um I saw his video. The whole part about I feel like I'm in the Middle East was kind of like That's the part where I was like, yeah, that What are you talking about? Like that's especially like the that was weird. Yeah. That was that was and like I've never seen him say stuff like something like that before. And I was like, yeah. So I don't know about that part, especially like the Middle East is literally gorgeous. Um it was weird. Okay, so Paris syndrome is like because of like all like the lovey-dovey stuff that's built up around Paris and being like the city of lights and dreams and amour and shatem, all you know all that stuff. It's like when you get there, you realize it's just a city. You know, it's like a letdown to a lot of people. And since you went to Paris, I wanted to know like before I jump into what I actually wanted to talk about. The thing I texted you: Have you do experience that? Like, was Paris like everything you thought it was going to be? Like like gorgeous and oh my god oh la la you know i mean i didn't really think it was gonna be any of that before i went so oh yeah (laughs) (laughs) i mean i feel like i mean especially because like it's supposed to be like one of the romantic cities like i went with my mom so like (laughs) i wasn't really expecting to experience any romance um and yeah i mean it was cool yeah i mean i went to i went to france so long ago like I was in high school and I only spent three days in Paris. The rest of the time was in this um, city called Le Mans. And I don't have any recollection of Paris because that was a trip that confirmed for me that I would never go on another group trip. And I have not literally eight, 17 year old Katie was like, I would never do this ghetto stuff went, again. Uh, was that, uh, that was something else when you went to Korea. I feel like for orchestra stuff, I just don't count that as a group trip. Cause it's like, maybe I'm, maybe I'm, is semantics but like i didn't cons- i didn't consider the career thing a group trip because it's like orchestra not a group you know what i'm saying like i don't i don't know like but i mean like 
I mean, you wasn't there to be a career. You was there to play. Yeah, like, I just didn't compute it like that. I mean, Paris was, like, literally miserable to me because, I <laughs> like, it was cool to see, like, you know, what's that lady? Mona Lisa? Like, it was uh-huh. cool to... <laughs> <laughs> nah, I thought you were talking about a real lady. Uh, it was cool to see that. We went to the tour, I felt. Like, we did all this stuff, but we, like, it was just miserable because why? Did, what was the point of buying a, a train pass if we was not finna use it? Paris is a major metropolitan city there's a reason why they say new york la paris and not rochester tulsa paris you know what i'm saying like they are comparable sizes we walked every what's the problem we walked every street in paris like oh katie hates walking i'm like one yes but also like i don't mind a reasonable amount we did not use a train pass and we did everything that was just unfun how we many climbed. of y'all were there you said what how many of y'all were there maybe 20 of us okay it's not that bad i was about to say because i would be kind of taking a train with people's kids but 20 is not that bad yeah, it wasn't that we was like a smaller group you know what i'm saying but it was just like nah fun we climbed the notre dame it's 400 something stairs we climbed the arc de triomphe like we walked up moment torch where like where sacre coeur is there is a thing that takes you up sacre coeur like you could take a thing we went around the back and walked up the hill to it's like everything was the bane of my existence i could not enjoy it my feet wept jesus wept my feet were weeping so <laughs> i have to go back to paris and experience it because i don't remember any of it i just remember being sweaty and annoyed and walking everywhere with people who walk fast while we uh, city of dreams how can you dream it's a nightmare how can you okay. dream well. if we running through the streets of paris are you happy to be in paris no i am not happy to be in paris i did not have a good time i did not i remember it and i said i would never go on another group trip and i have not been back on another group trip i have not no i did not like it so i will check back in with y'all when i go back to paris i will let y'all know if it if it let me down like can we sit at a cafe and just enjoy can yeah, we I did a little cafe the one thing that i didn't do in paris which i said i didn't have no crepes and i've never had crepes before so I was like, well, if I were to have some crepes, it would have been in Paris. I should have, I should have done. That's crazy. That. No crepe. <laughs> you have a, you have a pan chocolat. I think maybe girl, I get them from what? Starbucks. They fine. I feel like a hater in Paris I was just like why the chocolate not warm Like I just I didn't see the hype I'm I sorry I did have one I think I did have one because we went to this little shop I had a baguette and I had to stop in a, in a little convenience store and get some butter because they don't put butter on their bread and I was like they don't. This, is we not, this is what we not finna do <laughs> so I'm not gonna drag the French but like which I mean like I get it, like <laughs> <laughs> It's like I get it. Like I, I no shade to y'all. Like I, that's just not how you do it over there. But I'm not from over there, so that's not right. how I do it. So um, these Italians put a little olive on a plate, dip the bread in the olive. They be just eating bread. And like people, it's so funny because somebody said something about the food, and somebody's like, "Well, you can't find good food in Paris. That's a skill issue." I'm like, "Yeah, some people don't know what. Like I don't know where to go to eat in Paris. Like right, yeah. I don't. Like I have the food I had that was okay. It was fine. <laughs> it like it wasn't no whatever because I don't know like." Yeah. First of all, I'm not about to go to no, to no Michelin, whatever. And I'm sure they have stuff that's good. That's that's yeah. not that. But like, yeah, it's a bunch of cafes. It's a bunch of little stuff. Like, and every website is saying different stuff. Like, you know, and, and like pretty much any pre TikTok. Like, if you had TikTok back then, you could have see what people was talking about. It's pre TikTok. Like, 
Yeah, I feel like it's harder to find the spots. How, if, if I would even be listening to you, but but <laughs> um, dang, I forgot what I was saying. People were saying that the food wasn't. You said the food wasn't good. People was down your neck about it. No, I didn't say that. I just saw it on uh, uh-uh. on Twitter, but I was in the sentence. I forgot what what it was, but um, dang, you was talking about there's little cafes and stuff, and like the food was okay, but it's gonna bother me. You wasn't finna go to no Michelin star place. Yeah, I guess I lost it. It's gonna bother me. But um, what was I gonna say? The I didn't even think about the Mona Lisa because I went over there and I stood outside and I was like, I'm good. I don't really need to go inside. I mean, that's I didn't a, really care that bad. That's another thing. Like that trip was mad expensive, and I feel like half the reason it was expensive. We went to every museum in Paris. Like we went to like I don't even remember two because it was so long ago. We went to the Louvre, which I think the let me not say that. That's so ignorant. I'm not gonna say that. We went to the. I was going no, and we went to Musée d'Orsay, and then we went to like seventy three others. It's like, girl, can we just sit in a park? We went to we went to that nice that park that's famous that like got the little. I mean, there's so many of them, but it, it has like the little green benches and stuff. Like, it'd be everywhere. Like with the little gravel, we can't just sit here for a second and look at the palm. Like we just gotta. What's the rush? Like, no, nah, no. I don't even know what Paris look like. You could show me a picture of London. I'd be like, yup, that's Paris. Like, I, I, we just walked everywhere. Like, no, no, no. But I started to say, hopefully you remember what you was talking about. But um, people were saying that Paris is overhyped. And then other people jumped in and was like, it's not. Y'all just don't know how to do Paris. You expect too much. Whatever, whatever, whatever. You can say and that I about to... literally anything. If you yeah. want to defend it. It'd be like, well, you expected too much. Nah, that's gaslighting. Uh-uh. This girl, this um, she's a beauty. She does beauty pageants, but like, at, she's like a Miss Texas, I think. She was talking about how like, on people doing Paris to sit around at a cafe. She's like, that's literally the point. And it's like, I feel like if you want to go to Paris and you want to just do Parisian stuff and not do too much, then yeah. I mean, I don't know. Maybe I should go back then because you know I love sitting around. So that's what I'm saying. Like. I kind of got a little jealous when she made that video because I was like, um, I don't know what that's like. We went to okay. um, <laughs> we went to Paris and did a Tour de France on foot. All right, <laughs> like, um, but I wanted to know what is a here's a, there's a tweet. Let me read the tweet that I sent you. Um, since everyone is saying that Paris is overrated. What is a place that lives to the hype, but we're gonna replace peace, Paris, I mean, place with peace? <laughs> that was a doozy, no. but you know, we move. <laughs> we're gonna poop, 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 poop. Oh, yeah, it was a whole <laughs> lot. You know, what's a piece that lives to the hype? I should have told you, composer, but we move. I was like, this is gonna be. Cause what I mean, cause I was looking through the classical music that I have saved like on my phone, and I was like, "What stuff is like really, really hype?" You know. I mean, for me, 
as much as I be like, how many more times do I have to play this piece? Brahms two. Up to the hype, I will say. Cause <laughs> the thing about the, about the Brahms symphonies, which I think is hilarious, it's like I understand we get so passionate, but it's like everything is so incredibly subjective. Like, why do you care so much? Not you, Delaney, but just you, like the people I've had this conversation with. That I don't like Brahms too, like that. Like I don't understand, like why are we like you don't know music? I'm calling Eastman Rafael degree. Like why no, does okay, it have to wait. be? <laughs> why does it have to surprised. be all that? Like I just feel like one is better, and four, it's not. It's not last to me. Three? You go, it go one, four, two, three for me. Really, I don't yeah. remember anything about Brahms three except for that one movement, the second, the slow movement, which I like. I played Brahms 3. That's actually the only Brahms symphony I've ever played. Um, and I don't remember anything else about it, though. I love a slow movement in the fourth yeah. one. Like, oh. that... I have to go back and listen. Maybe I changed my mind about that order. But also, like, I don't spend all day, like, analyzing Brahms' music. Like, like... I'm not that pressed, but I just... Every time, every time I play Beethoven 9 I'm like he kind of did his big one with this like I feel like it's overhyped and it's worth the hype like that's one thing I will say like yeah that's a piece for me that I'm like yeah I think, it's cool yeah that was one of my one of my options I think it's overplayed but worth the hype I do think it's I think also like it's just a new time that I think people program Brahms 9 to Brahms 9 you hear me <laughs> Beethoven 9 to make money like oh yeah the girls the girls gonna eat this up and it's like I feel like y'all should program it because you want to do it not because like you think it's gonna because like who coming up for who I feel like the biggest crowd I saw for Beethoven 9 was when I played it at Spoleto like I think that's because like it's a music festival and like music don't be happening during the summer like that people trying to go to a little concert during the summer like I think that's what it was um I will say one piece that I've never heard anybody speak a bad word against, and I'm sure this will lure out lure out whoever has a bad word to speak out against it, is Rachmaninoff's Symphonic Dances. Every single time I mention that piece, everybody like, yeah. Like, everybody, even when we don't agree, me and Sam, me and Sam Bergman, how we, we button hands about Tchaikovsky, how he say my music, my I'm off, I say he off, we can, we can agree. On Rachmaninoff Symphonic Dances. So, even people with bad taste. No, I'm just playing. The Chuck this thing is so hilarious to me because it's just like, I don't understand what you want from folk. Like, it's about, oh, he didn't reach his full uh, potential. I'm like, yeah, that's what happens when you die young. <laughs> like, come on. I don't, I don't understand the hype around Mendelssohn. He, yeah, my guy died young. Like, that's what happens when you die young. You don't reach your full potential. You die early. Yes, that's that's how it usually goes. Not everybody Mozart. He thinks, and Sam thinks Tchaikovsky like, <laughs> I guess it's like too emotional. Yeah. Have you seen life? <laughs> it is hard now. They didn't even have running water when he was running. I would be, I would be emotional too. <laughs> nah, I feel like Tchaikovsky's slander is just ridiculous to me. Like. <laughs> be serious in a world full of unseriousness like you could be anything you want to be you know what I'm saying like be serious be for real Chike nah even his little opera I feel like it got undue backlash 
because I was listening to an aria and I was like, what language is this? Because I never heard it. I'm like, this is Russian. I'm like, this is that. Well, opera in Russian. Yeah, I think, isn't he Eugene Ogenine? I can't say it. Oh, girl, I don't know. I'm just imagining. It's good. Yeah, it was a little, I was like, what language is going on? What's going on? And I was like, oh. And then I went into a little rabbit hole. I was like, nah, this eats too. The girls are jealous. That's what it is. Well. But I want to know what pieces y'all think overhyped that meet the hype. And also you made a good point about is it overhyped or overplayed, which. Yeah, I think I think Beethoven 9 is like, it is a good piece, but like anything that's really good, good like still can be overplayed, and I think that's the situation with that. I want to be a final one when y'all put do season planning because y'all be like, you know what's gonna eat them up? Monster thirty five, and it's like, babe, that's not what I just I don't understand what y'all be thinking when y'all be planning it out. Like, oh girl, let's gag them with Beethoven five, huh? All right. But anyway, we cruising. We moving on? Mm-hmm. Period. Mm-hmm. Very good. I was opening up my thing. And I just found out who uh won Wimbledon. Period. Um, oh dude, there was one dude that tennis player, one of the greatest men's tennis players, Novak Djokovic, who they was calling him Novak because he was a uh he was refusing to get the vaccine. Oh yeah, him. He won? Mm-hmm. Nope. <laughs> He lost, um, but it was a re- it was really really close because I had been like you know clicking around because the the match I guess probably just ended it's around like eleven it's but uh, right before eleven thirty, and it started at six a.m. my time. So where's was- Wimbledon at? The UK. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah. So them matches be too long, so I'm just gonna. Uh, I was like, I'm not really about to watch this. I'm gonna just check in periodically. Maybe, maybe he had a little more, little strength. He could have, <laughs> <laughs> right? Maybe he had a little tickle in your chest. You got that vaccine, right? Should have, you should have just now look lost and your immune system down. All right, y'all. We back to I was about to say the the book that shall not be named. We're reading Belcanto this time, okay? We're not thinking about that other book. Um, I'm we did good. I feel, I'm kind of I'm in it. So, okay, yeah. and like it's lucky <laughs> these chapters. I mean, the chapters got nothing to do. Like I wanted it to be clean. Like oh, there's an even number of chapters. Let's just do two each week. My bad, y'all, because they're super no, she, long. She was thick this week. Like that was because when you when you text me like girl and I was like girl and I was like that was that was a hilarious conversation to me because we didn't even say nothing. Like it was just like. So do you mean you were like exactly? And I'm like, because we gonna push this on back. <laughs> it's like too freaking much. Like, but oh well. So I'm giving the summary this week, I believe. Right? Mm-hmm. Yes, you too. Yeah. Um, I don't know why I couldn't count for a second. Yep. Anyway, where are we now? Basically, so throughout the book, I think we probably talked about this last week, that um, the translator, the Mr. Hosokawa's translator, um, is being used a lot by the people who have taken everybody hostage. 
Um, especially because there's a lot of people from different countries that speak different languages and this dude speak a whole bunch of them. I was like, I feel bad for him because old dude can't never see a moment of peace, can't never rest, like whatever. But also it's like people forget about him too, which I think is so interesting. Like he's the most valuable person, not placing value on people, but like valuable in that, like he keeps people communicating, Mm -hmm. but y'all not keeping him in the count or nothing. Like it's very interesting. Yeah, I feel like, and then it it's like, he you know he's probably gonna be the last to go because they need him, mm-hmm. and it's just like, ugh. um, but yeah. So basically, they've at this point made him the secretary. They got him writing letters and writing plans and stuff for them, um, the people that's <laughs> taking everybody hostage, um, and then now the hostages are in. Uh, they've been asking him like to help communicate um with each other and stuff like that and i was just like can he get a moment of peace like ain't nobody really think about him like that um and then all through this like they've been getting packages and supplies and stuff like that like the red cross dude has been coming and going um uh bringing in things like well, for the lady, which I have some stuff to say about that, the the opera singer, um, he was getting her all kind of stuff, throat lozenges and, and floss and stuff like that. Um, and then in this chapter, in the fifth chapter, I would say, we learn a little bit more about the background of like the generals. Because we've, we've like, uncovered a little bit here and there. Like, in the previous chapters, we learned that one of them has a brother that's in prison. Um, and that's one of the things that he wants rectified, basically. And then we learned that some of the um, some of the people are women. Like, two of them are women, which is not something that we knew at the beginning. Um, and then this time we learned that one of the generals used to be a school teacher um and that he left his he has a wife and a family that he left in order to do this whole thing but they're trying to kidnap the president and basically the whole reasoning behind that is that his brother was imprisoned because he was handing out uh flyers for a political protest and that the whole group that they're with is named after a 10 year old boy who was killed after doing the same thing handing out uh flyers for a political protest so it's like that made me like hey like they really going through it but at the same time, I feel like if I was in there, I'd be like, listen, like, I don't really know what to tell you. Like, it's, I feel like in a lot of situations like this, when you're dealing with people who are under the rule of, like, an abusive government, it's like, dang, but at the same time, like, can I go, like, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, but, like, I'm sorry, like, they've been in there for a long time, like, like, over two and- weeks. And, 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 like, true, they're not even who who they wanted. So, like, it exactly. didn't go a, according to plan. Like, yeah. Y'all should have took y'all L. Honestly, the minute, the minute, me personally, if I was in charge, I got in there, the president wasn't there. I'd be like, as you were, I would have slipped right back through them air vents back to the jungle. Let's plan again. Like, because now you in this mess. Like, I'm so curious how they're going to get out of it. Because, like, now... You, you are either going to die or be in jail forever. Like, come on. Y'all not yeah. very smart. 
they're just not very good at this like y'all really should have been tracking the president's movements from his house to there to make sure that he actually came because like when y'all came through the events they i think they believed that they were hiding the president that's why they stayed for so long because there was like 300 people there at first so they probably thinking like he in here he just not saying nothing like or oh they trying to slip him out like we gonna go through every single person and by the time that happened it news probably broke yeah Um, also i keep forgetting how big this house is like in my mind i just have it as the ballroom mm-hmm. and i have to keep like zooming i'll be like this is like actually like a manor like now he now he in the bathroom in the west wing or something like that yeah that's probably what they was thinking but some of the stuff that they had them getting like okay obviously i don't understand this situation and like people want to be entertained and stuff like that but like the fact that they had them out there fetching sheet music for old girl yeah, like in a hostage girl. situation i was like okay girl like sheet music be for real um first of all don't they got a printer in there if you don't get on imslp also i can't ch- i can't what time is it like is it present day i mean i think he said didn't he say something about printer? they have tvs but the way to describe the tv gave very much like 1960 oh dang let me see but when, i can't remember i want to see when the actual event happened I can't I can't place a time and I remember that's I mean that was a downfall of the other book the collection of words we read last year like uh, I don't like when I can't place like I can't place a time honestly as good as an American marriage was that I read earlier this year the time was just like when I can't place a time to taste me at the story you know I was yeah i don't know why maybe i'm misremembering but i feel like at some point in the last like in last week's reading they mentioned a printer but i could be Mm. making that up um the actual event in real life took place in the mid 90s this sounds like some mid 90s stuff because i feel like you would never be able to or like 80s or whatever because you would never be able to break into somebody's house like this like (laughs) through the vents of a of a you can't even get on the same like I mean, he was a president. supposed to be in a, in a poor country, too. <laughs> That's true. But I just feel like... I mean, he was the president, so it's different, but... <clears throat> excuse me. Obama's house in Chicago, he don't even be there. He don't even be in Hyde Park. What's the last time you knew Obama was in Hyde Park? Oh, you can't even get on the block. You yeah, can't even drive by. I feel like, like the U.S. got one of the most extensive... Yeah, it's true. For like, of any country... Um, I, if I was gonna be vice president, of anything you gonna have to keep me safe because I my, the way my mouth set up, somebody gonna try to have my head. All right. So, <laughs> <laughs> so it's like you gonna coming through my vents? Yeah. Nah. Um, because the fact that they was even able, yeah, to get on the property, but yeah, especially that's all the foreign people there too. No. Yeah, especially that's like crazy. Yeah, like those people coming without security, like. I mean, some of them might have had security, but, um, yeah, for what, I don't know how it is really like in this country in real life, but like for the way, the way that she was describing the country in the book, like them not having the, the infrastructure or like whatever to keep this place safe don't really surprise me because, Mm -hmm. um, Yeah, but they was ordering they was ordering sheet music from the outside world, which I was like, okay. 
Um, and I guess, I guess I could say, actually, no, I'm gonna go in order, um, of my notes, but one of the things that we read in like the synopsis was that like, oh, there's some like love interest and that type of stuff. And so now the translator, he caught one of the terrorist ladies looking at him and was like, oh, she kind of cute, like whatever. So then they went, um, to talk to her to see if she spoke Spanish. Um, but she speaks another language that's, um, commonly spoken, um, throughout South America and that she's trying to get better at Spanish, but you could tell they kind of like, they kind of liking each other a little bit. Okay, but I thought Carmen was like 17. How old is Gen? Yeah, because I think he, he definitely an adult. And he went to university. That That's what they said. So. Yeah, I think he's like in his probably like late 20s. So you in your late 20s talking to a 17-year-old girl who's a hostage from the jungle. I mean, a terrorist from the jungle. Right. How long have y'all been in there? Like, it's not that serious to me. I'm sorry. Like, y'all are, like, it's crazy. I be, right. I be reading, I be like, are y'all for real? Every time, I be like, the Russian dude, talk about Roxanne, oh my gosh, she's so fine. Girl, it's been was, two weeks. That's the that's the thing I was like, I was like, let me, I'm gonna wait. But like, the way they be on her, like, it's just getting to be ridiculous to me. Like, that like I like the book and like I think she's a great writer and everything but like the way that like the opera singer Roxanne is being described it's like she has a mesmerizing like spell oh on I'm sure she every is. single person I'm like she is a lady like I've been in classical music a long time I cannot bet my last dollar <laughs> that she is regular <laughs> like okay. it'd be like and the, every time she walks by, everyone's Jesus. head snaps in her direction, and they start foaming at the mouth of the yeah. fountains of the Lord, and like all of this type of stuff. It's her just like long pillowy hair, and <laughs> just but I'm just like, who are you trying to convince? Because like it's not. I guarantee you, it is not all of that. No, it's just giving pathetic. Like y'all are hostages. And it's like nobody is immune to it. And it's like, it's like, oh, when um they felt like the generals, they felt like it was low-key getting a little, like people was getting too comfortable. And so they was like, oh, we're not going to let that Red Cross dude back in until tomorrow or something like that. But he was bringing in the music. She was like, if he doesn't bring in the music, then I'll never sing again. And then the generals was like, okay, we're going to let him, we're going to let him come in. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, I bet you if you point, okay, this is terrible. But like she talking about I'll never sing again. I bet you if you point that gun at her, she'll she'll sing whatever song you want. Right. Like if you if you point that gun at that larynx, I'm sure she gonna <laughs> put out an opera too. Me 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 okay. me 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 me. me. Right. <laughs> Talk about it. I'm like, this, that scene made me so mad when she when dude came with the music. It's like who is it? After the dude, the general with the gun talking about some, I'm going to shoot you. Stand back. And she's like, no. And she goes <laughs> to the door. She's like, oh my god, the music. I was like. <laughs> y'all pushing it because i understand what's going on it's like that whole like the saving power of music which as a violist i think it's it's lovely in theory y'all are hostages be freaking serious and all y'all got a crush on her every single last one of y'all no everything she does is like even at this even though she's been sleeping on the floor her her dress is not creased and it's flowing and her her fingers are tapping like it's just so also it's much. it's the 90s in the south american country 
everybody in there funky. I know it. <laughs> like this is crazy. Like no, oh, it's probably hot. It's probably it's hot, like jungly, right. like the environment. Like no, y'all are freaking pathetic. Please sing again for us. I'm like, get me the hell out of here. Right. Like, what's the plan? All, when was the last time you brushed your teeth? Actually, close your mouth. Do not be- right. They would have been had me tied up in some other room because <laughs> I wouldn't have shut up. I'm like, because I would have went into the general. I'm like, so what's the plan? Because ain't nobody asking me. Me, I'm asking. Talking about, oh, we went for them to give it to our command. I'm like, senor, they're not giving it to your command. So what's the plan? They would have been. They would have been shot me because I'm just like. It's at a certain point, like yeah, I would have been scared, of course, because I'm not gonna act like yeah, I, yeah, I'm so hard body. No, I would be scared. But it's like they've been in there for three weeks. What's the plan? My people looking for me. You know what I'm saying? Like what we got going on? And remember that line that was like, oh, you know, the news had moved on. The news moved on. <laughs> yeah, y'all dragging it. Don't even care no more. No, don't freaking piss me off. Like, <laughs> talk about, oh my, when she sang the larks of heaven descended. Girl, I heard enough of y'all. No, they did not. Okay? Like, <laughs> so frustrating. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and it's like every time she sings, it's like, oh, so and so, they prayed and they felt the presence of God and they felt. They felt the angels kissing on their necks and all this stuff. So it's just like, see, y'all wrapped up the wrong thing. Lord, break me up out of here. Right. Y'all worried about, like, <laughs> they said, like, I remember when old dude, um, when he, it was like Mr. Hustle Cow who was like, oh, he was thinking about his old life where he, um, when he could only listen to opera for an hour a day and now he was listening to it all day. You have a gun pointed at your head. You are thousands upon thousands thousands of miles away from home you really think this is better just because you can listen to some lady sing like <laughs> y'all like i'm like i want to love classical music as much as y'all do like I, when i was every time i when i was reading i was like i want to love this as much as y'all do because i thought i thought i love classical music but y'all y'all are in a hot situation they poke guns at you for fun just to keep it just to shake it up right and you talking about oh my god this is my dream Roxanne cause <laughs> Man, no, I can't think of anybody I love. Like, what good? What good is Issa Rae to me if we in a hostage situation? Issa, read my script. What? <laughs> y'all are not serious. I'm sorry, y'all are not serious. Oh, oh my gosh. Um. Okay, and then the the girl Carmen, the seventeen year old, uh, one that's on the. I need to find something else to... I'll call them rebels, because I don't like calling them terrorists. That's what they use, but I don't want to call them yeah. um, the One of the rebels, uh, she asked Gen, the translator, to teach her Spanish. Um, and... Teach her how to read, right? Yeah, but in Spanish. Because mm. um, she speaks... It said Quecha? Yeah, I don't want to Spanish. Yeah. Um... And so and she's working on her Spanish. So, um, yeah, so they got old girl singing, Roxanne said all the hostages were so sad and until her voice lifted them up and all this type of stuff. And of course, like like they still want to leave, but apparently that's making it 
was wild. They're talking about the house is transforming and 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 the generals don't have as much control over everybody, but they don't care because Roxanne is singing and all this type of stuff. And I'm just like, so how come she can't sing her way up out of there? She's tried right, to right. she's tried to leave multiple <laughs> times and they, and they won't let her. So first of all, me personally, if I got that close to the door, I'm taking a step outside. <laughs> like, um. And and especially because it's like yeah she she make a run for her. y'all could shoot her but they said literally that one of the guys wanted to slap her when she was like bucking up against him and but he was like nah because I feel like everybody going like there might be an insurrection and even some of the like other rebels might turn against him I'm like okay so what's the truth can she leave or not does she right. have power or not like <laughs> um. But yeah, so now people, he, uh, Mr. Hosokawa, yeah, in the whole midst of him, think about his whole life, his old life, and oh my God, I could only listen to opera for an hour a day. He starts like reflecting on his family and his marriage and stuff, um, and whether or not like his marriage is basically anything because he's like, I don't even know my life, my wife like that. Like, what are we doing? Um. And then this is when, yeah, when the Russian dude is like, oh, can you, he calls again over and he's like, can you tell, can you help me uh, talk to Roxanne, tell her that I'm in love with her? You literally don't know her at all. Like, and your wife is outside waiting on you. <laughs> what is going on? Oh, y'all are so freaking fickle. Like, <laughs> what? And see, everybody me, in love. See, your wife don't even know about that. Me personally, I would have been back on my way to Moscow since you, this is, that's all it took right <laughs> like like i was starting to fall in love with her this is why and i was wondering how you was gonna feel about this because the whole like love like it's not necessarily your at first sight but like i don't know how you was gonna feel because you know you'd be liking stuff like that any any feeling i have about that normally is erased by the fact this is a hot situation and y'all yes. are not being serious like i have not been moved by one by any one line i haven't moved been because moved, like with the ladies friends, i'm a romantic but i have not been moved by literally anything carmen is 17 y'all talking about my god she's so fine oh whoa <laughs> yeah <The laughs> you know hostage, what i'm talking about hostage to hostage taker relationships is already out because what the hell like what is that even about oh she's so young she's from the jungle i'm like she has an ak-47 <laughs> she's 17 you are 29 <laughs> who was gonna be serious so that's out the Roxanne costing I know classical musicians I know y'all y'all got y'all dragging it so like there ain't no lyrical voice or playing that's gonna make me be like oh my god that's so cute no so that's out your wife crying sobbing throwing up on Japanese TV and you in here talking about oh my god the love of my life she got hurt yo you got her your hand on her thigh and all the time I'm like, like what is going on here it's, and, it's, and then to top it all off it's only been two weeks. There's nothing moving. There's not one storyline except for the general that I've been like, oh my God. And the um, minister. He's not a minister. What's called a priest. Mm-hmm. Those are the only two people that I feel anything for. And mm-hmm. like everybody else is unserious to me and a little bit unlikable. <laughs> Especially Roxanne's ass. <laughs> oh, get me a 
give me this score and this score and this Monteverdi piece. Girl, what? What the hell? I'm so- like, oh, I need to practice. I'm like, when they rearrange your vocal cords, you won't be singing no more. So why don't you focus on, oh, contact my manager and send him music. You contacting your manager and the first thing you finna say to that man is that you need to s- some stuff off of IMSLP? <laughs> Y'all don't care. Y'all are not serious. Yeah, that's this whole book kind of like it makes me mad. The writing is beautiful, but I just feel like I don't think nobody in the house being serious. Monsieur Tabot, you ain't get there yet. But in the thing, talk about um, they said no knives. He he picked up the eggplant anyway. So I'm like, y'all are under siege. Yeah, I was just about to say. So it's just like y'all don't even care. I can't care about your life more than you care about your life. You know what I'm saying? Like, take me to the end. You know what I'm saying? Because I feel like it's been two weeks. Nobody has a plan. That'll piss me off alone. We just in here like sitting ducks. No one, they want, you want that man to buy you an Aston Martin and get your brother out of jail and you want the president's head. You want three things that's not finna happen. Roxanne would've been getting on my nerves. Cause can't, I'm like, eventually I'll be like, she can't even sing that good. That's what I would've been, that's what I've been heading. You know, how many more times we finna hear I'll clear the loom? No. Don't make me mad. Don't piss me off. Um. Yeah. <sighs> I'm sorry. This is just like, why like, y'all are not serious, people? And that's probably why y'all under under siege. Okay. <laughs> y'all so, should listen to the Russians the first time when they wanted to break out. Like, y'all should like y'all should have listened to him. He was cooking. You should let him cook. So this is why. Um. So, as it goes on, first of all, the vice president is, I guess, having an existential crisis because now he thinks he Literally. needs to grow up and be a housekeeper. Um, he said he better at that than being the vice president because he's been tidying up the house while everything's going on and while his freaking eye is seeping out. Well, um, I, thought it, I thought it was better now. Didn't they say that? I mean, I guess because they thought he was getting an infection. And it's like, I feel like it's one of those things where it's like, Okay, we think he's getting better, and then all of a sudden they pop off. So we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> because how how all this time he's been seeping out, getting an, an infection, and he sewed it up with a sewing kit, but it's better. So right, sewing kit, some shoe string. I'm like, y'all worried yeah. about the wrong things. Like I don't know, I don't know if I if I'm buying it. I feel like something about to happen. Um. And yeah, so then the reason why they said that they think that people are low key stopping, like not caring about them on the outside is that they started sending in raw food instead of prepared food. <laughs> and this is what, um, right, right before we get to what she was just saying, I didn't even realize this because I kind of, I lucky forgot, but that Roxanne is the only woman in there besides like Carmen and the two, yeah. Um, Children. Rebels, right. Because I was like, dang, y'all really screwed. That's why they that's why they sent in that's why they sent in raw food. They trying to wait y'all out because they were like, Oh, it's a whole bunch of men in there. They're gonna be they're gonna be clawing at the windows right. <laughs> if we send in some raw right, food. Right, they're gonna boil that chicken and get tired of it. Like, um, cause they so they decided to ask Roxanne, like, oh, what how we cook this? And she was like offended. And I was just like, girl. I was like, that also kind of was like Oh, like they trying to make it seem like she just like this goddess, so she don't know how to cook nothing. Like, also oh, she's this vocalist. You ain't go to me to school. So when you was over there on Main and Gibbs, okay, in your apartment, you was what you was. You wasn't cooking nothing. You was you was what was you eating? Like I 
feel like that was a it was a misogynistic assumption but it was it wasn't that bad like mm-hmm. it's not like you blue ivy you okay. know what i'm saying like <laughs> we yeah you probably put you probably warm up a can of soup before girl yeah um yeah because i think they they asked all the men who could cook as well um i think they asked her first though but yeah, yeah it would just seem like she like but also it was kind of weird to her to be like oh, asking me like do i know how to cook like it was like some like lower class thing to know how to take care of yourself like an adult um but yeah so then when they was chopping they they was like how are we supposed to cook if we don't got no knives so then the generals decide okay we're gonna let the uh carmen and beatrice the two uh female rebels chop up all the food for y'all and then while this one dude he was he was peeling the eggplant wrong first of all y'all first misstep why y'all eating eggplant and also um, like peruvians eat eggplant that was a, that was so random to me if this was to happen in Jamaica, they weren't going to send you in no eggplant. Is that somebody chopped in? I feel like that was a weird vegetable to pick. And also, you could have used a fork and chopped up the the eggplant. This whole asking the general, y'all don't want to live for real. I'm sorry, like y'all don't. You could have used a you could have used the back of a spoon to um to chop up that eggplant. It was a little rough, but y'all already rough. I know it smelled funky in there. Okay. Y'all been in there, so it's like. You could have spatchcocked the chicken with a with a, with your hands. Um, he said. So one of the the French dude who know how to cook was like, oh, he told the other dude, you peeling the eggplant wrong. Let me get the knife and show you how to. And so then old girl Beatrice pulls a gun on him, and it's like you know because he see, she sees him with a knife, and then he gonna talk about oh, I'm just teaching him how to do this. If if I use a knife or anything else, you can shoot me and Gen. What? <laughs> Get was like, hold the hell on. <laughs> because why would you throw him in there? Like, and he was like, and then he gaslighted him talking about some. Well, I knew he wasn't finna shoot you because they like you. I was like, you don't know what they finna do. We are hostages. Like, <laughs> <laughs> what is wrong with y'all for real? Like, you really like, yeah. He, I know he was like, now how I get in it? Like, right. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I was just like, and also I just wouldn't even be that pressed. Like you said, they don't really want to live for real because like, oh, he's peeling the don't. eggplant wrong. The last thing on my mind is how, how correct your eggplant peeling form is while we're in a hostage situation. I don't need to correct you on that. Also, why are you peeling the eggplant? That's what I'm saying. You, like, y'all don't want to live for real at all. Use the back of a spoon. If you don't throw them chickens in the oven and roast it, like y'all aren't serious people. They're not serious people. They're not. Um, and then it kind of is with like, so we gonna see what's gonna happen with Carmen and and Gan because they they supposed to be meeting in a closet somewhere where everybody else is asleep so they can start their Spanish lessons. But it's gonna be more than that. I was about to say, I'm about to be teaching her. All. Okay, so I hope they got the cuffs ready for him when he on, on his way out. So, cause like, why is that even on your mind? I don't understand. <laughs> I don't understand. I'm gonna go back. What game look like? He got play. He got game. Bro, I don't know. I don't think I didn't feel especially like no type of way about what they how they described him. So 
can't think of one person who don't get on my nerves in this book except for the priest. Yep. Dang. Okay, I do feel I do feel for Carmen because Carmen was like, it seemed like I want to know more about her because it kind of just seems like she's in a situation because she has to be, mm-hmm. and since we ain't here for this long, like I might as well learn how to read. Um. And I like Beatrice because I feel like she's the only one who's serious because she she cut up them onions in the kitchen and she was like, listen, I did my stuff. I marched outside for two hours. Like, I'm, I'm trying to relax, go watch my little program on the TV. And, yeah, so maybe those are only two people that don't get on my nerves. Mm. And Mester got to bother us a little bit too because I feel like y'all not trying enough. And where's the president at? Right. <laughs> the whole like reason for all of this everybody's so unserious this should have been wrapped up in 72 hours at the most like y'all ain't got no national guard or nothing who can come in and like strike a deal with them or you have all these people you ain't got no olivia pope that could like do a little okie doke and like trick them like something 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 like i don't know I can't wait to be done with the book so I can read what actually happened and how they got out of it. But um I just this this seems so unfathomable to me. And maybe like I'm it's my privilege to think that like whatever, but it's just like y'all are not serious people. Nobody here is serious. The government, Messner, definitely not Roxanne. <laughs> definitely not again. Miss uh Mr. Um I forgot his name. The Japanese dude. Oh, he not Hazakawa. He not serious. Like you in a hot situation talking about like, oh, you love this woman you know for two weeks more than your wife and you really never loved your wife. <laughs> the Russian dude who's like probably twice Roxanne's age. Y'all in their chain smoking. Y'all don't care. So and why should I care? Yeah. And also like we've already touched on the fact that like, oh, being the only woman in this 39 men in here and they're also like half of them is in love with you like nah I'm good on that like mm, mm, mm. that's just some weird like it is nah. weird I don't nobody want to deal with that but yeah I and feel like this is it around too nah girl yeah I feel like this is um the height uh not well maybe not the height of, but like one of the kind of ridiculous lines but other than that i like the book and i'm just so glad to be free (laughs) (laughs) i'm having a good time like i said i like sitting with the characters but i think like i'm just learning that y'all like all these characters are a freaking mess like the first thing you would do when you're in a hot situation like yeah let me cheat on my wife what Let me, let me, um, now's the time for me to make ratatouille. Boy, if y'all just throw that stuff in there and call it a day, like, I just feel like no one's being serious. And, I'm, and maybe it's because, like, they don't think that it's serious anymore. Because I mean, and me personally, I'd have been like, yeah, you can't be serious because we've been here for so long and has been no movement. Yeah. Like, y'all are not good at this. <laughs> like, um, at all. But I thought it was interesting 
um the role that the vice president fell into which like I, okay i kind of felt bad but you know how like he was saying like i was supposed to be president woo, 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 but this and that mm-hmm. it's interesting how he acts as a vice president anyway because who asked you to be doing all this like subservient work you know like he picking up and i mean it's his house of course so he's like I, I, which me personally i wouldn't even live there the whole that whole thing like it's not your house no more because i will move out promptly they know how to get into your house through the air ducts yeah. you're not living here against thing but if you had sense but like nobody in this book has sense all right so so um by the time it was interesting like he fell into his role anyway like this this service role because like he over here picking up and waxing the floor by hand it's just like okay girl right what would you be doing girl girl i don't even want to freaking think about (laughs) what i would be doing if i was in a hostage situation for three weeks oh my gosh i would be crying oh my gosh nah because you don't know what they finna do you don't know like especially like once stuff stopped going according to plan like now they're improvising they clearly don't seem very bright they're like they could be panicking themselves they could be like nah I don't know. I I guess ask to practice. That's what they do respond to. You would be practicing? Girl, I don't be practicing when I'm not in a hostage situation. <laughs> I'm on summer break right now. And they, ain't nobody had me. Like, what if they was like, Katie, but the sound of your viola, it lifts up the entire I would be no good to y'all. It would not sound like anything. I'm okay. not. I'm not busting out no viola when we are literally under attack. Y'all, they got your bow hand shaking because he got the muzzle of a gun sitting on your shoulder. Like, right, like what sound am I gonna be able to create under these circumstances? That's why the whole Roxanne thing pissed me off. And then <laughs> I just don't understand. That's like this. I just think I'm, I'm gonna see if she did any interviews on this book as well because. I understand the through line. I picked up on the through line immediately. Like there's just definitely like this, um, <clears throat> the idea that like music saves us all. Music unites us. Music makes us happy. In a certain, I feel, but I understand that. I just feel like y'all never been through nothing. Like, <laughs> <laughs> no, there's been like, can y'all cut that shit off? <laughs> <laughs> right. I feel like you over here singing Carmen. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You singing an aria. How are we breaking up out of here? Right. <laughs> like, like, y'all not even singing those songs that's useful. Like, at least, you know, when they was doing the Negro Spirituals, they had, like, a, a message on how to escape bondage. Y'all just singing just for the fuck of it. <laughs> <laughs> like, first of all, I mean, me personally, I'm too much of a weenie. I'm not going to even act like whatever. Like, yeah. I'm a weenie. So I'm not going to act like we about to plan like you know a rebellion like no hey, y'all could do that and leave me out of right it. i could be in the second or third wave like once, <laughs> once they run out of bullets right like, <laughs> <laughs> but what all i'm saying is like y'all know that they came in through the air ducts how you like come on like y'all not gonna or y'all not planning trying to rush the door all the guns are locked up right rush the door when messner come back in like something also, no, I, like I can't. I'm not trying to like whatever gaslight them, obviously. But I'm just like, no one is. Y'all not trying to come up with no plan. Like, 
like I, I appreciate it. I appreciate the old classical music unites us. But like, if you started singing Puccini <laughs> while my life was in the balance, <laughs> I'm stomping on your larynx. Like, shut up. <laughs> like, you ain't gotta worry about the rebels. My foot is gonna be on your throat. Like, shut up. <laughs> shut up. Girl, it's not the time. Talk about so I'm over here and showered in three weeks. Right. I'm hungry. And, I'm funky. I miss my my family. All this stuff. And you talking about with the power of music. I'm talking about the power oh, of Bobino Carl. No. Like <laughs> No. Don't piss me off. Shut up. Unless them sound waves gonna pick me up and float me right on out of here. Right. Like <laughs> And you know I'm vegan, so you know I really ain't ate nothing. Girl. And you gonna don't piss me so off. You gonna die for you? How 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 long you really finna? I just feel like, I mean, they did have bread and stuff. Yeah, and also, I said last week, like, what's the point? Okay. Like you don't even know how how many how often they get bathroom break. Not gonna upset stomach. You know what I mean? And also, like, old dude Tebow would have pissed me off because you over here telling the boy to peel the eggplant. We could have ate the skins. Don't piss me off. Y'all not acting like y'all want to survive this for real. Like, <laughs> this whole, everybody in there would have got on my nerves. And we can't communicate. And I would have told Gan to stand up. That girl lives in the jungle, my boy. You live in Japan. What's the plan? That's right. the thing. Nobody, that's that's a theme. Nobody First, got a plan. And she not getting out of here. Like, unfortunately, we know she kind of forced in this situation. But, like, they not best to just let her off the hook. She's also a child. Like what? What? Take us, take us into your mind, because what? What are you expecting right. to come of this? I guess he's like, you know, it's two weeks. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm trying to get my, you know, my device put that working. If we hear, okay. that's crazy. That's crazy and unserious. That's the first thing. Secondly, I don't love the whole like. I'm not gonna say demonization because that's a little strong, but like how they compare Beatrice and Carmen, like. Carmen is so beautiful and Beatrice is so rank and disgusting okay. and loud. It's just like they both are going through it. They both are in probably situations that they do not need to be in. They're supposed to be children and they can't do that. And you talk about how beautiful Carmen is. It's weird. Yeah. And I don't know. I just want to see how they gonna get out of this. This one. Like I'm over here doing all this talking. I pray I'm never in a hostage situation, but I can't right. say what I want. I can't say what I'm. What I gotta say about that, y'all not gonna like. But uh. <laughs> you gonna be. I ain't gonna be fighting that hard. I can tell you that much. Cause you don't. <laughs> you don't know. <laughs> like, do what you got, gotta do. <laughs> like no, that's crazy. I just feel like y'all not trying hard enough. Like I understand they patrolling the grounds and stuff like that. You don't know if they got more men. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> me, me, and the um, ain't nobody a like me and some people. We gotta, you can't like the Kool Aid man. You better figure out how to make a little bomb and what's it called a Molotov cocktail. Mm-hmm. Those who decided the building, like y'all, not even trying for it. Like y'all, right? Y'all cooking? How about y'all get some hot oil? First of all, y'all ain't never seen no Medea movie. Get some. They got see, grits see in there. Saying? Like they got, they got some masa. <laughs> what's it called? What's that? What's it called? In the yeah, bag. the corn thing. Yeah, the yeah. what you use to make tamales. Mm-hmm. You better um get you some farina. Right, boy. Mix that up. Water. 
So it get real thick, and then it'll harden on them, too. There we go. And all these men here, and none of y'all, none of y'all was like, yeah, let's figure something out. You should. That's what I'm saying. That first dude that was in there, you should let him cook. Because he was like, we busting up out of here. Y'all was like, no, I want to smoke my cigarette. Wow. <laughs> okay. Well. <laughs> and if the epilogue is Gen and uh, I forgot that was Apple. Carmen's wedding. Don't piss me off. You know what I'm saying? Like, don't piss me off. Or if it's something like it's probably gonna like be this. Mr. Hosokawa and Roxanne Cost wedding. Why your wife? Your wife was blubbering at home and on Japanese national TV talking about bring my man back. You gonna come back with Roxanne Cost? <laughs> also, isn't he like old? I feel like we need to. I, yeah. Well, we're going to see what happens next week. All right, y'all. Let us know your thoughts. I'll be here. Like, I hear people's thoughts. But, like, not, like, email us. Talk to us. Let us know what y'all think. People will text me here and there. But, like, mm-hmm. let me let me know. Let me know what y'all think. Because, I mean, I'm having a good time. That being yeah. said, I am having a good time. I just feel like the characters are getting on my nerves. Like, Yeah. Move it on. Mm-hmm. All right, it's time for Black Excellence, where we hype you up, gas you up, and give you your props. So this room for everyone at the top. Who are you talking about, Dwayne? Uh, this week I'm doing a posthumous Black Excellence. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm talking about Andre Watts, um, yeah. who just passed away. Um, so Andre Watts um, was a pianist. He was one of the first, um, really big. Um, black soloists and artists in classical music um, and he died this past uh, Wednesday um, in Bloomington Indiana um, where he lived he was 77 years old and he died of prostate cancer um, so he kind of rose to prom- prominence in 1963 when he won an audition um, to, pre- to appear with the New York Philharmonic under Leonard Bernstein um, as a part of one of their young people's concerts um the concert was nationally televised um and you know him being six he was 16 at the time um received uh, acclaim for for that so um he later on made a formal new york field debut filling in for glenn gold and after that took off um he made another um or after his debut he got a grammy um for most promising new classical recording artist which i think that don't uh don't exist no more but um yeah throughout his career i mean he he performed everywhere um uh carnegie hall um he performed with uh, the National Symphony, the LA Field, London Symphony. Um, he was at the at Lincoln Center, everywhere, um, and is just one of the most like iconic classical soloists. I learned about Andre Watts for the first time in high school because um, my music theory teacher um, was a pianist, and um, and she was one of um, and he was her favorite pianist. And so she talked mm-hmm. about him in, in class and stuff. Um, he's also, of course, gotten a lot of awards in addition to um, 
you know, uh, like industry awards, like Grammys. He's gotten several honorary doctorates. Um, he's gotten one from Yale, um, from Albright College. He got the Distinguished Alumni Award from uh, Peabody Institute. He's also won the Avery Fisher Prize, the National Medal of Arts. Um, he was inducted into the American Classical Music Hall of Fame, which I got to look over there because um, I didn't even know that that was a thing to be honest mm. um and he also received an honorary doctorate from boston conservatory at berkeley um and yeah i mean he kind of paved the way for a lot of uh, black musicians so just wanted to highlight him especially since we have you know episodes planned throughout for the book club thing mm-hmm. uh, i want to give him a little segment in black excellence period um, my piece of the week is Mozart, G minor piano quartet. It's a little bop or whatever. Um, so yeah, thank you so much for listening to Classically Black Podcast. Don't forget to follow us on social media at Classically Black Podcast. Join the Ebony Tower at patreoncom slash Podcast. If you have a piece of the week suggestion, a black ex suggestion, or an enemy suggestion, send it to classic black podcast at gmail.com. If you're black, join ISBM. It's free 99. I expect musicians on social media, ISBMusicians.com. Thank you again, and we will catch y'all next week. Bye, y'all. Bye.